Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we get you set for the Bombers and Alouettes with defensive tackle Jake Thomas. He's from the East Coast, longest tenured Blue Bomber. Very good interview with him. Also, the Winnipeg Ice season is about to get underway in Brandon. I'll be there. So, to get you ready, we'll talk to head coach James Patrick. And finally, the Manitoba Bison's homecoming football game coming up this weekend. Brian Doby's thoughts on what homecoming means to him on the podcast. Saturday, Winnipeg Blue Bombers taking on the Montreal Alouettes. So joining us to preview it, defensive tackle, longtime Blue Bomber, Jake Thomas. Jake, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing well. How does this Montreal team look compared to Montreal teams that you faced in the past few years? A different beast, right? Yeah, the last two months they've uh, they've just been playing great football. They uh, seem to be taking care of the ball very well, and they have a great defense. So it should be a should be a very good game. And from your point of view, how important is stopping William Stanback? Yeah, you know he's uh, definitely one of the premier backs in the league, and he's kind of uh, I wouldn't say the heartbeat of their offense, but he's definitely the big part of their offense. He's one of their main guys, and. Uh, you know, if we can get him out of his game and uh, hopefully get Vernon off uh, just a little bit, uh, hopefully we can have a good game. Now, how important is it that you have teams like Montreal that have struggled for a few years find their way back into the conversation? Yeah, I, I think it's great. You know, uh, it's the one pretty cool thing about having a league of uh, only eight or nine teams. Uh, you know, a team could be, you saw it a few years ago with Toronto. You know, they were down and out and they ended up winning the Great Cup. So, Obviously, Montreal used to be, uh, especially when I started my career and kind of in the late, late uh, two or I guess like the uh, end of the 2008s to 10s and 12s with Calvillo, they're one of the powerhouses. So it's nice to see them kind of get back and doing well. And because uh, when they're doing well, they have a great fan base there, and it's a really fun place to play. It's also the closest team to where you grew up, right? Yeah, it is. I have about 12 people come to the game, so it should be good. Now, from your point of view, you're from New Brunswick. When slash if the Halifax Maritime team finally comes into fruition, how excited is that part of Canada to get a team? Yeah, even this bye week, I had five or six just people come up to me, a few strangers even, just asking when the game was going to happen or when the team story was going to get out there. So I think people uh, there are uh, looking forward to it and just kind of hoping it happens sooner than later. Now, you mentioned the bye week. How did you enjoy your bye week? It was good. It was nice to get back home, uh, see some family, uh, see some friends. But uh, obviously, anytime you're, uh, you're having a successful season, it's nice to, be, uh, nice to be back here and playing games. Because you have the week two off and the final week of the season off. But this one comes pretty much at the perfect time. You have the back-to-back against Saskatchewan. You have a long stretch of important games, and then you have to gear up for this six-game final stretch. So really that bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, it was it was great timing, you know, uh, going that long stretch without a bye. Then just those Saskatchewan games are so uh, just so highly emotional and uh, they're kind of draining. So it was a nice the last few years. It's actually been after the Banjo Bowl. So it's a perfect timing. Then we have this nice little stretch here at six. And uh, hopefully we can have back-to-back bye weeks uh, heading into the playoffs. What kind of job has the defensive line done for the Blue Bombers defense this year? I think we've played uh, fairly well, but if you ask anyone in the room, uh, not well enough. You know, uh, we have a great group of guys that uh, just want to impact games and do what we can for uh, the team. 
you know, our whole defense, uh, it's, it's a great one twelfth mentality. Obviously, though, uh, having top-end talent such as Willie Jefferson, you know, we're getting a bit more credit probably than a few of us are used to. But uh, I think we're just doing our part and making the plays when we have the chances. And guys like Drake Nevis and Steve Richardson, who probably don't get as much credit as someone like Willie Jefferson does, still very critical to this Bomber defense. Yeah, I think uh, as uh, defensive tackles, we've done a pretty good job. Uh, You know, we pride ourselves on uh, stopping the run, and uh, I think we've done a pretty good job in that this year, and hopefully we're able to keep that up, especially against great running back Stanback this week. And, uh, yeah, you know, maybe guys outside the room don't know what Steve, I guess, Stove and Drake are doing, but... uh, you know, everyone in the, in the locker room knows what those guys do every game and every play. If that that means hold two, so Adam Bakehill can come through and make a play, you know, uh, that doesn't go unnoticed with the guys in the locker room. Now we've talked about standback, but Vernon Adams Jr. has also been a critical part of this team's turnaround. What have you seen out of his play? You know, uh, he's just, uh, you're really seeing a guy starting to come together. Uh, you know, he's been in this league now a few years, and, uh, you know, once you start playing with confidence, it just seems the game's a little easier. It seems like he's playing with confidence. He obviously has that uh, dual threat ability with a great, great scrambling, but he uh, seems to be making a lot of good, big plays this year with his arm. They have a very good receiving core, so it, he's, uh, he's definitely uh, one of the harder quarterbacks in this league to uh, prepare for. Now, this is your eighth season with Winnipeg. How does this team maybe feel different from past teams? Well... We're in first place after 12 weeks. I think that's first for me. But uh, you know, last few years we've really uh, we've really been growing. And you know, my first few years it was exciting when we win. Now uh, you know, every week we expect to win a game. And uh, you know, I think uh, this is a very good group. Kyle, Wade, Nosh have done a great job of bringing high character guys in there, going to the locker room every day. It's you know, it's a really fun atmosphere, and it's great to be around the guys. What have you thought of the development of Chris Streveler over the past few games as he's been forced to step up? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's great to see Streveler get his opportunity. You know, uh, he got thrown in there kind of in the fire early in his career last year, and uh, it was just great to see the uh, the amount of development steps he's taken from those games, uh, even just last year. Uh, you know, he's another great player, and uh, it's always exciting when you see a quarterback blow up a defender. So uh, he uh, can get the guys fired up pretty quick. Do you have any uh, food recommendations for me? I'm heading to Montreal this weekend, too. Is there any spot I got to hit? Uh, I guess the, the token Quebec thing would be a poutine or smoked meat sandwich. So I guess if that's the case, uh, Dunn's is a pretty good place that has both of them. Like, but, uh, yeah, n- nothing too crazy. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll try that out. I'll, I'll make a list. I'm sure there's lots online. So I appreciate you taking time. Good luck this weekend in Montreal. All right. Uh, Now, like I said, the ice season begins tomorrow night in Brandon, right here on 680 CJOB. Brant Hilton and myself will have the broadcast starting at 7 p.m. Then the home opener, Wayne Fleming Arena, Saturday night here on CJOB, 7.30. James Patrick, the head coach of the ice, joins us now. James, how excited are you to get the season going in less than 24 hours? Uh, (laughs) I... Got a lot of different feelings. I'm, you know, I'm excited first of all to get going, and um, I mean, there's always some some nerves involved, and um, you're curious to see how you know how we're going to be. It's been a long time since we played, and but mostly, uh, 
I'm just I'm I'm excited just to get going. I, um, I don't know. Training camp always goes on too long, and then you get into the season. That's when you really the work really get you know you get into the work. Are you excited to jumpstart the rivalry? That should be a pretty good one between the ice and the Weekings. I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I'm gonna uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be something that. A lot of us haven't experienced before. It's going to be like a, uh, a playoff series during the regular season. Um, obviously, geographically, it, it makes so much sense. Then playing a team 10 times, playing them so many times in back-to-back games where if one team gets an advantage, it can it can add up, you know, twice as much as a normal game. And um, so, and... Besides all that, you you develop a strong hatred and dislike for the opponent when you play them that much, and whether it's bragging rights or or just the the intense competition, it 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 makes for uh, compelling drama, sometimes good and sometimes bad. But uh, it's going to be a challenge. That's the way I'm looking at it. Now, there's no secret that the ice struggled last season near the bottom of the standings. So, what is the expectation? for the group of kids you've got this year? Our expectations is to get better, um, to develop, um, to improve as the year goes on, to be a better team month by month and be a be a better team, you know, come down the uh, stretch and by the end of the year. Um, I know we can be as competitive as possible in this division. We can... You know, I, I think on paper a lot of people are calling for Saskatoon to be the top team. Um, but I, you know, I look at, uh, I think of all of the other teams, I think we can compete with anyone. So um, I think with that attitude, that mindset, and if we do really work, put a lot of work in and, and continue to get better, um, it'll be interesting to see where we are. But that's our goal. So you're not going to set a playoffs goal then? No, I don't. I mean, I don't want to talk about points or wins. Or um, I think if uh, if we keep getting better, we can uh, we can uh, accomplish a lot in this in this division in this league. Um, and I think if we keep it focused on every day coming to, to the rink to get better, if we do improve month by month into the season. Uh, I think if we play the right way, uh, we have to cut down in our goal on our goals against from last uh, last year. And uh, you know, if we play with a te- uh, team first, defense first mentality, and get keep getting better, um, I think we can uh, we can accomplish something this year. Now you're going to have Matt Savoy for a handful of games this year, including tomorrow night. Are you excited to see him in his first CHL action? I am. I I think it's going to be great having him with us this year and seeing his development. Um, he is a, a special kid as a 15-year-old. He's definitely, uh, you know, with his game, he's more advanced than than most of the other 15-year-olds that I've seen. Um, very electric, um, high-skilled player at his at his level. He's shown to me already in preseason and, and in scrimmages and camp. 
he can play with the 17, 18, 19-year-olds. He's a solid kid who can play high speed. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's going to be a real special development year for him. And for him to have success and for him to help us, we have to give him a chance to succeed. We have to play him in the right situations with the right people, against the right people. But uh, you know, I, I firmly believe he's going to be a special player. Um, and this is, this is kind of the start of his career, the start of his development for the Western Hockey League. Now, he's not the only 15-year-old on your roster right now, so is Connor Geeky. What's the plan for him as well? S- similar uh, mindset of playing him in the right spots for his development? Well, Connor is, um, I mean, Connor is a little different where we know uh, Matt's going to be with us and be practicing with us all year long. Connor's going to go back and play in, in Yellowhead. Um, Connor is, you know, he's going to, He's with us to start the season. He's going to get in some games here. He is a lot of the, I mean, the management staff, even our, our equipment manager today was talking about he cannot wait to see this kid when he's 16 or 17 years old. And he's, I mean, he's going to be a beast in this league. He's a six foot four, 15 year old who's got great hands and vision, hockey sense. And uh, I know for his age, he's got a mean streak. So when he gets, uh, you know, gets a little more mature, um, you know, I can see, I think he can, I mean, he's going to be a high-end player, you know, even eventually in the NHL. But uh, again, uh, you know, we're going to, he's going to play games for us. When his season's over, he's going to join our team. He's, you know, so it's uh, we're we're getting to know him really well, getting to know his game really well. Trying to even right now during uh, during camp and this you know into the first parts of the season, just trying to get in as much development as possible with him uh, before he joins his midget team. Now you still have uh, a roster that's bigger than it's going to be for most of the season. When do you have to kind of dwindle it down to the right number? <laughs> Well, numbers are going to go down, you know, definitely over the next two weeks. Um, you know, we do have, uh, you know, today in practice we had uh, 15 forwards and 90. Um, I know within the, within a week we'll we'll definitely get down a couple numbers. We've got a number of goalies in camp because of injuries. Um, so I would, you know, I would say, you know, after the weekend. You know, we'll be down a couple numbers, and then by the following weekend, uh, we'll be closer to our, you know, what we'll have most of the year. Okay. Well, James, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Best of luck tomorrow, Brandon, and we'll see you there. Okay. Thank you. The Manitoba Bisons football team suffered a real tough loss last Friday at Alberta. They drove the length of the field to score a late touchdown and take a four-point lead, but... They allow the Golden Bears to then drive over 75 yards in less than a minute, scoring the winning touchdown with six seconds left. Just a dagger for the Bisons as they head into their homecoming game Saturday afternoon at IG Field against UBC. And to preview that, we're joined by Brian Doby, head coach of the Bisons. And before we get to homecoming, Brian, let's just touch on that Alberta loss. Because of the way it happened, does it linger with you maybe a little longer? Or are you able to move past it just like any other defeat? Oh, no. It, 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 you know, I mean, let's not take out the emotion 
in sport, um, regardless of how resilient and tough we all uh, want to appear. It's uh, those ones hurt. And, and in fact, we had a fantastic practice last night and part of the practice in different phases was literally, was literally um, the result of that game. And in terms of putting ourselves into some pressure situations, I mean, we practiced them throughout the year, uh, of course, but we really emphasized it and we wanted to hammer home sense of urgency, you know, within our practice and, and following up in that game. It was in my whole career, I had to think back, I, maybe I'm missing something. I had to think back 19 years to the Hardy Cup in 2000 against Regina, where we had a more stinging, um, more dramatic uh, loss. It was teams do not win those games when they have to go 77 yards with 39 seconds left teams do not lose those games when the other team has to go that that distance in that time and it's once in a blue moon and nfl cfl you know u sports etc that teams do and i guess there was a blue moon in edmonton on friday night it was it was a tough one for sure we had the game won. we had to march the field to win the game with under two minutes to go and we did it had the game won with you know very little time left and they came back to their credit so Look, you asked me a question, and look at that answer you got. I'm still emotional. <laughs> so what are you going to learn about your team then uh, heading down the stretch of the season? It's a short season in Canada West, and you're one and two. It sure is a short season, and that and that um, compounds that loss. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you know, certainly test our resilience and, and, uh, and fortitude and all the, the nice words that go with it. I, yeah, without a doubt, I... Oh, I don't think our team has folded its tents or uh, our practices have been really good this week. Uh, there's no excuses. And, and in fact, um, I think if, if you've got a losing mentality, you can see things eroding. If you have a winning mentality, a successful mentality, a really good group of guys, you can see them, them kind of rise up. And, and that's what I felt from our team around our complex this week and, and on the practice field and in, in film study, the list goes on. So, um, yeah, we're, we're moving forward and we're looking forward to our homecoming game on Saturday against UBC. Now you've lost eight straight against UBC. The Thunderbirds though, haven't won a game yet this season. So what challenges will this UBC team present your squad on Saturday? Well, I think the number one challenge is they're, they're in a similar boat as we are um there there's uh for sure there's a going to be a sense of desperation i mean you know i i would expect they're on the road um no no pressure other than they really need a win um but so do we and uh you know i i think when you're on the road in that situation you can expect unusual things from your opponent um they score a touchdown, a short kickoff, or or they come out to start the game with a half. They kick short. They try an onside punt, a fake punt. Um, you know, I, I think we potentially will see some of those things. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I think you're going to see Tommy Janczak, a quarterback, um, you know, moving you know, move the ball downfield to his receivers. And, and you know, uh an interesting UBC defense that I really think is better than it showed. I mean, one of the absolute best defensive players, not just in Canada West, but in the nation, um, 
uh, is Nick Cross, uh, Sam Blunt, linebacker for UBC. He's a can't-miss CFL player, and, and he's ripping it up and you know seems to be making the bulk of the tackles at UBC. But you're going to see some really good players, um, you know, certainly – um, standing in our way, at UBC. There, Coach Nell. Uh, I've known him, you know, for a quarter of a century, uh, my whole career, and I have the utmost respect for him. He's he and Glenn Constantine are, you know, the two most winning active coaches in in U sport. Um, he, he's done essentially nothing but win in his career, and he finds ways to win, and and that's his intention, bringing his team into to Manitoba. Uh, two o'clock on Saturday afternoon against us. So, yeah, they're 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 going to bring it. What does homecoming mean to you? It means a ton to me. Thank you for asking that question. I I played here in the early seventies. I was a Bison. Uh, it changed my life to have that opportunity. It it literally changed my life. I've I've had an opportunity to coach the team for a quarter of a century. Um, the only job I ever really wanted uh, because you know, the one I really wanted, you know, and this university gave me an opportunity. Um, you know, you're asking me a personal question and, and it's all of those things. I'm, I'm grateful for that opportunity. And, um, I love our campus. I love our university. I love being a bison. I love bison football. And, and, um, I think for bison football, for us, it, it, we literally get to represent our university at our university's homecoming. It's not just a homecoming game. It's a homecoming weekend. It's a homecoming event. And and we're one of the only entities on campus that literally get to be a highlight, that get to be a focus, that get to have alumni, not just Bison alumni from, you know, from all sports and Bison football, but alumni from, they graduated from dental school and from the Faculty of Arts, and the Faculty of Science, Faculty of Education, and you know, we represent we represent our school proudly. I hope, and and uh, that's what it means to me. I I look forward to it every every year. I'm emotional about it all the time. Well, Brian, I think that's a good note to leave it off on. I wish you the best of luck this weekend. Enjoy yourself at the homecoming event, and we'll see you go two and two. You bet, you bet. I hope we do. We will. All right. Thanks so much for your time. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?